Jamie's been speaking on for the last couple of weeks. And so this is the third in this mini-series on uh, the subject. Now, I don't know what your expectation of church is. Uh, I guess it depends on how long you've been coming. Uh, if this is your first time, you may think, oh, you know, church, I've got this idea of church, it's uh, a bit boring, people here are very sad, uh, a bit dull. Uh, hopefully uh, your experience has, uh, uh, this morning has changed that. Uh, maybe your experience of church or your expectation of church is, well, they, they sing a bit uh, and they talk about Jesus because, well, that's, that's, what, that's what God, uh, that's what the Bible is about, isn't it? It's about Jesus. Uh, and that's true, we do. We talk about Jesus, we sing about Jesus. Uh, and maybe if you've been coming for a little while, your expectation is slightly bigger than that. Well, it's a, it's a community where we are together as uh, people uh, that uh, love Jesus that have met with Jesus, and who love and care and support each other. That's great. That is true. That is very much what church is about. And maybe as well, if you've been a Christian for a little while, you believe actually that when I pray, uh, God hears me, he answers prayer, um, and I feel encouraged and helped. Um, And maybe as well, uh, when I have a problem... I might be able to come along and uh, ask either for the people to help me or to pray for me that God would meet that problem, whatever it is. And maybe, from time to time, God will step in and help me. Um, That may be your expectation of what Christianity is. Now, I guess in here there's a whole range of what we expect. Maybe your expectation is to come on a Sunday morning to hear, to sing some songs, to hear... Uh, someone speak, and then to go away again and not really think about it for the rest of the week. Um, Now, in reality, the church is all of those things, but actually, the Bible tells us that it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. See, it is a community of people who have met Jesus. We've been singing about that, about Jesus who came, who lived a, a perfect life, who died on the cross and rose again, and by believing in him... We are saved, we are forgiven, we're raised up, we're made sons and daughters. And that's wonderful, and that is wonderful news. And uh, if you've uh, given your life to Christ this morning, you are a member of the church, you're a member of God's household, and you have received forgiveness, and you know the love of God. But actually, it's so much more than that. And actually, being a Christian is not simply being part of a community and experiencing something of the love of God. It means that we go on to then do what Jesus did. We have a commission, we have a a purpose to not only be saved, be forgiven, be raised up, but actually then to go on and to do what Jesus did. To be his disciples, to be his followers, and to be those that carry the good news to others. That's part and parcel of it. That's part of everything that we are saved into. It's not simply to, that I can enjoy uh, God and enjoy uh, all the good things of, of Christianity and then have no impact upon anybody else. That's not what God uh, intended for us. And releasing the supernatural is part and parcel, very much part of who we are. And for a long time, the church really sort of forgot about that. 
It didn't really pick up on the fact that actually this is something I do. This is something that I, I'm involved with. This is something that, that is what is part of being a, a, a son or a daughter of God. And so what I want to talk about today is to, to really just to convince you, actually God has got much for you to do. Whatever your expectation of church is, whatever your current experience, God says, actually, I believe God wants to take you to the next step in working out what it means to follow Jesus. And uh, I just want to just really convince you that it's true, that it's going to be you that does the stuff. And not just Jamie and me, or a few superstars. It's you that does the stuff. It's we all do it. So, in, uh, just very briefly, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8, God, uh, Jesus here was with his disciples. He called them to himself and said this. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, dive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So this was him fairly early in his ministry calling the 12 apostles to him, the 12 disciples, and said, right, okay, you've seen stuff I've done, now you go and do it. He didn't say try, he didn't say have a go, he said heal them, raise the dead, set them free. You've, you've received something from me, now go and do it. Okay, well, well, you might say, well, okay, that's all very well, these, these, were, these are just disciples, these are people with Jesus. You know, that's, very, that's all very well for them, but sure, that doesn't apply to me. Well, let's, uh, let's go on a bit. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is now Jesus speaking to all the followers. He says there, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, there was an expectation that Jesus had on these people that when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they would have power. They would be witnesses. And witnesses isn't simply saying telling people about Jesus. Witnesses is to say, actually, I'm a witness of what Jesus not only said, but did. And this is what Jesus did. He, he healed people. He spoke life into people. He gave words of testimony that broke people's lives open. And healed them and raised them up. And then later on in the book, uh, in, uh, when Peter speaks up and speaks to the crowd, in, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 to 19, he says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Now, this wasn't to the few. It was to everyone. It was to everyone. So everybody who becomes a member of God's household gets this promise over them. No one is excluded. No one is left out. No one is of a lower rank in the house of God. We're all sons and daughters. And so, Jesus here is, is raising the expectation of his followers. To say, actually, yeah, you come to me. I'll forgive your sin. I will raise you up. I'll make you a son and daughter. But actually, it's so much more than that. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and you're going to do what I did. You're going to release my spirit amongst the people. You're going to carry the glory of God into this world. And, uh, and that's everyone. It's young men, old men, young women, old women. I think that probably covers everyone here. 
Obviously, I count myself as one of the young men. Uh, you can count yourself wherever you want in that, but you, you're all covered. And so, I think that one of the problems we have sometimes is our expectation of what we are and who we are doesn't match up to what the Bible says we are. That we come and we sit down and we, and we receive stuff and we think this is really good, but then we go out and don't think, actually, I can do this stuff. I, I can go and I can change the atmosphere at my work. I can change and influence people on the street. I can change and influence people in my family because I carry the supernatural. And, and, and we, we, just, we just sort of dismiss ourselves. How do we get from... How do we get from just sitting down and hearing good stuff and actually going to do it ourselves and believing actually God can use me to transform lives? Well, I would argue that it's, it's very simple that we have to be prepared to take a risk. We have to stop playing it safe. Now, for me, I find that difficult. I'm a, uh, many of you know, I'm an engineer. I work uh, with electricity. Uh, at a very young age, I um, uh, was playing about with some electricity, and I managed to connect myself to the mains, <laughs> which isn't a good thing to do, let me tell you. And uh, this is possibly why I went into electricity in the first place. And I was in very great danger. Fortunately, my brother, who was late for school that day, uh, came into my room, and because he was also some, somewhat familiar with electricity, he knew not to grab hold of me, because he would have then been connected at the same time. He knew to go to the, to the plug and the wall and switch me off. <laughs> uh, I still have the scars on my hands. This, is, this happened when I was about 13. Uh, that's a, an interesting story. God preserved my life. I could have actually died there, but, but he didn't. God was, was there. Um, the point is, from that point, I knew how dangerous electricity was. And therefore, I now, I now work with it, and we have a whole book of safety rules. Whenever we go into a place where there's electricity, we have to follow these rules. We have to look at every possible risk, and we have to make sure that risk is as low as possible. We eliminate risk where we can, and if not, we then we have to plan how we deal with it. Because actually we want people to go home alive, not surprisingly from our work. And there's huge penalties if you hurt people at work now, and rightly so. So my whole life now is geared around doing things safely. Don't take risks. In fact, there's posters all over our work, don't take risks. Now, of course, that's absolutely right in that environment. You don't take risks with electricity. It's incredibly dangerous stuff. But actually, in life, actually, we do have to take risks from time to time. And in God, those risks are vital because they help us to step over where we're happy to be. Playing it safe, we don't grow, we don't move on. Now, I can look back at times in my life where I had to learn not to play it safe. I, uh, one, one example was uh, uh, that my work had arranged a go-karting event. 
you know, indoor go-karting where you go around tracks, and we were put into teams. And uh, basically, you have to go around this track uh, as fast as possible. Uh, and all the teams, are, uh, you, you, you take it in turns, and all the scores are added up, uh, and whoever's the overall quickest is the, is the winner. Anyway, so I thought, oh, it's easy, I'll do this. Anyway, so I got in, it's my turn, got in there, you know, went round, I thought, oh, this is really good. I got back after my, and I was so slow. I'll tell you what, I, I thought, oh dear, this is so embarrassing. And I, I thought, I'm letting the team down here. So the next time, I knew I had to take more risks. And as I, I, the, as I went round the first time, I'd seen people had turned their car over. Because uh, they were going so fast. And they were, they were cutting corners and they were doing everything. And I thought, well... I've got to take risks here. If I'm going to not let the side down, I'm going to have to take a few risks. And I did. And I, I must say, I was much faster the next time. I was scared out of my wits, I tell you. This is, this is, I'm not good at this sort of stuff. Um, but actually, I, I wasn't very fast still, but I was a lot faster than I was the first time. So I knew, actually, sometimes I have to take risks for the sake of other people. Because this, I didn't want my team to look at me and think, oh, we would have won apart from him. Another risk that I took at, at a tender age of 20 uh, uh, was to ask a girl out. And, uh, to, you know, and that, men, if, if you've ever done that, that's, that's a risky thing, I find. I, I, I got to know this girl, I really appreciated her friendship. I didn't want to ruin it. So I, but I, I ummed and ahmed, and I thought about it for a bit. Do I do this? Do I, you know? And, and you know, you get you get really nervous. And eventually, I plucked up the courage that I've got to do this. And uh, so I asked, I asked, I couched. I, I said, look, you know, I, I really appreciate friendship. I don't want this spoiled. Um, but actually, yeah, can, can we, yeah, can we, can we go out together? Very similar to that, probably. I, I don't actually remember the actual. I do remember. I remember very much the situation. I know exactly uh, where it happened and, and it ingrained in my memory. I'm so glad I took the risk because she's upstairs now uh, in junior church. <laughs> but the fact is, I had to take that risk. I had to step out. And I'm so glad I did. And. <laughs> so bad, <isn't> it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, it wouldn't be a good story. I said, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. No. <laughs> that would have been no. uh, But the fact is, I had to do it. And, and looking back, there's various times in my life where I stepped out and took a risk. Uh, I remember um, I had a real problem with speaking in tongues. I believe in we believe in baptism in the spirit, where we are free to. Uh, have all the gifts of the Spirit, and one of them is speaking in tongues. And uh, but I thought, I, I, all my mind, I was, I thought this is gobbledygook, and I was struggling. And um, and so I, I never spoke in tongues, and I, I was prayed for a number of times. Anyway, one 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 time, a, a guy, a, a, a lovely guy, still still known, he's not, he was part of the church, not anymore, somewhere else. But he spoke to me, and he said, I, I said, well, can you pray for me? And he was about to pray for me. And he clearly heard from God, and he said, no, I'm not going to pray for you, because you're already filled with the Spirit. You just need to step out. You just need to start speaking it. And, and he, he pushed me, and I had to take a risk. I had to, to step out, and I said, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to start just going for it. And I never look back. I speak in tongues. And it's a wonderful gift. 
But I, I, I took a risk that actually this is nonsense. And actually it wasn't. And I can look back and when I first prophesied over someone, very similar, so I can, again, I can remember it clearly in my mind. I was in a car in Brighton. Why not? Okay. And, 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 and it was a situation, and I, and I knew I had to bring a, a, a prophetic word. I'd, I'd, I'd never done it before. I'd been taught on it. And I thought, I'm going to have to step out here. I had to take a risk. This might go horribly wrong. This person might think I'm stupid. This person might just be offended. I don't know, but I need to take this risk. I'm so glad I did. Now, the prophetic word probably wasn't brilliant. I can't really remember what I said. Uh, but that didn't matter. What happened? Something broke. I stepped over a line, and I've never looked back. I've, I believe that God gave me the gift of prophecy, and, and I, I'm, I'm still using it today, and hopefully developing it and growing in it. So I look back and, I, and these things are vivid in my mind because I pre- prepared to take a risk. Me, who normally likes taking things safely, who, who, who has a safety hat on most of the time. Actually, I need to take that off. And I believe God is calling us to do that, to take our safety hats off and say, actually, I'm, I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to step out. Because actually that's the way we grow. That's the way we grow. That's the way we suddenly see God break in. See, God promises some things. He says, I'm going to be with you. You're not left alone. I'm for you in this. In Matthew 28, he says, go and make disciples. By the way, I'm with you. I'm there. I'm right with you. Whenever you speak, whenever you step out in my name, whenever you pray for someone, I'm there. I'm not, I'm not leaving you alone. We sometimes feel, you know, we're in a situation, we think, well, I'm just on my own here. God promises this, you're not alone. If you go out and pray for someone, you're not doing it alone. Jesus is with you, he's promised. He never breaks a promise. And if you're going to prophesy over someone, and you think, I can't, I'm doing it, I'm making it up, God's with you. God is with you, he's promised. And and so, we need to, to have this in our minds, actually, if I start doing this stuff, actually, I'm not doing it alone. I've got the Holy Spirit, he's promised that, he's given it to me, and Jesus himself says, I am with you. To the very end of the age, it says in Matthew chapter 28. And one of the keys as well is, to, is, is and we won't read this now because we've run, run out of a bit of time, but in Ephesians chapter 1, there's a wonderful prayer that Paul prays. And one of the prayers is that, that you would know Jesus better. And that you would know and understand the power that he has and that he's given to you. And part of the key to this is to actually know who we've believed, know who we've come to, to know that actually he has tremendous power for us Amen. and that he will release it through us Amen. and that everyone's included. And, and so I want to just, in conclusion, I want just to ask you to consider where are you in your expectations of Christianity? Where are you in your expectations of you in God? Where are you in terms of releasing the supernatural? Is it something you've never considered and this is just not for me? Or is it, well, I've tried it once or twice and it hasn't quite, you know, come off? Or, yeah, I've, I've, I've done this, I've, I've spoken in tongues, but I've never given a prophecy. <laughs> or maybe it is, I've prophesied, but I've never prayed for healing. 
Or maybe it is, um, I'd, love to, I'd love to have a word of knowledge. I don't know where you are. But actually, the key to this isn't to get into a little huddle and, and I mean, a praying is good. I, I, you know, and if, if you've never been filled with the Spirit, if you've never known that, then we want to pray with you. Because that's the key to releasing this. But actually, if you have been filled with the Spirit, the next thing is simply to step out and take a risk. It's as simple as that. We have everything we need. We've got the Spirit. We've got Jesus with us. You don't need anything else. You don't need hours of prayer in a corner somewhere. You don't need to to memorise three chapters of the Bible. We're equipped to bring the Gospel, the good news, which is a good news of freedom, release, deliverance and healing. And we're all equipped for it. And so right now, I just want you to just bow your heads and think, where is my next step? Where is my next step? What have I moved into before? But where should I go now? Maybe some of you here have never actually accepted Jesus as your saviour. You've heard about him, but you've never done that. Your next step is to accept him as your saviour. And we can talk and pray with you about that if you want to do that. Maybe for some of you, you've never spoken in tongues. You've been prayed for for the healing of the Spirit. Well, actually, believe God has given you that gift and speak out. And we can, again, we are happy to pray and help you with that because that's a really helpful gift to speak in tongues where you will release the Spirit within us and we know the presence of God. It's wonderful. Maybe for you, you've never prophesied over someone. Maybe you've never done that. Ask God, and then go and do it. Take a risk. (coughs) Maybe you've never prayed for someone to be healed. Ask God, and then find someone and pray for them. Believe that actually God has given you gifts, that God is with you, and that through you, people will be healed. People will be encouraged through prophecy. People will be helped through a word of knowledge. So just in your heart, just what is my next step? What is my next step? Where am I going to move on? Lord, I want to pray for us now, Lord God, that we will be people that, Lord, move on in the things of you. Lord, that we want to release the supernatural in this place, in our families, in our workplaces, in the street. Yeah. Lord, I want to thank you for that wonderful story of that lady who, well, because we took a risk, has now got a house. Now, I don't know whether you would have done it otherwise, but actually you used us. You used us. You took us to that lady. <laughs> thank you, Lord. We prayed and you released a house. Thank you, Lord, that we are affecting lives in this neighbourhood because we take risks. Thank you, Lord, this neighbourhood is changing because we took a risk. I believe God will say that over us. If you prepare to take a risk in my name, things will change. Things will change in your family, in your area, in this church, because he wants to release the supernatural through you. Yeah, Father, I pray, God, I pray, Lord, help us to take the next step in you, Lord. 
Help us to be brave, to take those risks and move on in you, that we may see your kingdom come in greater power. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.